Jesus gives us a very great gift in this gospel text, which we might not immediately notice when he says, on these two commandments hang the whole law and the prophets also. The Jewish people, of course, as we know, have um, hundreds, I don't know, maybe thousands, well, it's hundreds anyway, of laws um, and instructions and it's spread right throughout what we call the Old Testament. Um, all that God requires of them and expects of them and all that is wanted of them. And Jesus does this extraordinary act here of simplification where the whole vast array of things that are asked of us is brought back to one thing. You must love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. Think about that for a moment. If you do something with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul and your strength, you've got nothing left over for anything else anyway, do you? That's everything. And this uh, is a reflection for now, you know, he's speaking to the Jews who have the whole law and the prophets. He says, on these two commandments, love the Lord your God and love your neighbour as yourself, which are actually one commandment, really. I'll get to that later. On these two commandments, hang the whole thing. The whole thing can be brought back to this, just this. Do this, and that is everything. And that's a great gift to us because even though we're not Jews, there are thousands of things expected of us, aren't there? You know, just to keep yourself alive and healthy, to satisfy your the expectations of your friends and of your family and of your society and of your upbringing and all the administrative stuff that you have to do just to keep your bank account going and your phone going and your, your internet going and you, you know, um, and when you get out on the road, there's all these things that are expected of you. We can feel ourselves to be, to be uh, stretched across thousands of different things that are expected of us. And um, if that's where our mind is and where our heart is, um, it creates a tremendous, well, maybe not tremendous, it creates quite a sense of malaise in us. Something's terribly wrong and we don't know what it is. And that is because the human heart is actually made for one thing. The human soul and heart and, and mind only becomes right, only falls into right order when we're doing one thing. And subconsciously at least, if not consciously, we're looking around for what is that one thing? What is the thing that the passion of my soul can be given to and rightly given to and without reservation, my whole heart, my whole soul, my whole mind and my whole uh, strength can be given to this and we find that when we do find that thing that one thing which is to love the Lord and when that is where our whole mind and soul and strength goes our life comes into a beautiful peace and harmony and uh, it doesn't mean that there aren't many things that we have to do but they become much less important and so we hold them lightly and we do them easily because the heart is given now don't want to say too much about love your neighbor as yourself because uh, uh, that would turn this into a, 
uh, lecture rather than a uh, five-minute homily. But really, it's part of the same thing. When we love the Lord our God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, what we find is that we love our neighbour as ourselves. It flows out of loving the Lord, giving everything with the Lord. Loving our neighbour is not then a strain, but something that just springs, springs spontaneously from the heart that is given to God. We want our neighbour to have the same glorious grace that we have found for ourselves in that love for God. Finally, um, just a quick word about what this means for lay people. I've got no idea. No, I don't have no idea. But what I do know is it doesn't mean the same thing for you that it does for me. I pray for hours every day. I have consecrated my life, I've given up marriage and family so that, and that is for me a symbol of love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul and your strength. It's kind of easy for me in a way. My whole life says that. Lay people, you people, need to work out how that works for you. It won't look the same for you as it does for me, but it is still for you. And in a sense, that's a great project of the church, and maybe as a church we haven't done that real well, but I want to put that before you as dedicated lay people, people who are here now. No doubt you do want to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, don't you? That's why you're here, I guess. Um, but we as a church uh, have this great task before us, given by Jesus 2,000 years ago, which we probably haven't really done very well yet. Let's work out what it means for lay people. You know, just because you, your lives are given to family and work um, and secular life in the world doesn't mean that this doesn't imply, apply to you, uh, but it is this great uh, challenge for us as a church to work out what does that mean. How do and, and for you as individuals, how do you love the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul and your strength? What does that look like in a life, in a secular job, where the best of your energies are given to your families? What does that look like, loving the Lord your God with all your heart, your mind, your soul and your strength? Um, well, one small part of what it looks like is here, where Jesus models that for us. He gives his whole self here on the altar to the Lord and then to us, um, just to be as a, as a symbol and an inspiration for us to do the same.